0: listening to loud on the set with kyle and james
1: a level-headed movie critic meets a loud-mouthed movie cynic
0: and action all right welcome back to the show my name is kyle
1: this is james
0: and today james what are we doing
1: the oscars the (laughs) askers how do you spell that a-s-c-a-r we're doing the Oscars, Kyle. The
0: Oscars, 2017.
1: The Academy Awards. Da, 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 da. What will they be wearing, Kyle? Clothing. There you go. Yay! <laughs> hey! One year later, you remember the joke. I All remember right, very it. Good, very good, There very
0: we good. go. So we're talking about the Oscars today. Uh, we got some fun stuff going on, and we have a connoisseur joining us. You'll remember her. The wonderful Rachel <laughs> is here. Hi, Rachel.
2: Hello, hello. Thank you for
0: having me. <laughs> How you doing, Rachel?
2: Pretty groovy, pretty groovy.
0: Excellent. <laughs> now, uh, you know, we don't just bring anybody on the show.
1: No. No. You, uh, fans, friends, family of Loudness you remember Rachel from... Movie days, movie days, a movie great days. episode. <laughs> yeah, a great episode.
0: Yeah, and we we talked Oscars with Rachel last year, and also we're invited to her Oscar party mm. that we were told we would not be allowed to talk during. So they obviously didn't come. that did not work out very they well. They stood for me us.
2: up. They stood me up.
0: <laughs> but Rachel, you, uh, we already know why we should listen to you. But you're a, a movie enthusiast, yep. and you enjoy the Oscars greatly. Correct? Yes.
2: <laughs> yes. The
1: glitz, the glam, the glitz, all of it. The glamour,
2: it. the politics, the backstabbing. The oh. spectacle.
1: Do you want to describe the scale of your party real quick? So people know just how big of a fan you are?
2: Uh, we have themed cocktails and um, games and food things and Don't you have a big
1: screen projector? We have a we have a projector. Don't you have a red carpet? I don't
2: Howard no. carpet, we used to. I think it got lost in a move somewhere at one Uh-oh. point. We oh. had a red carpet, bummer. But you can wear old <laughs> bridesmaids' dresses. <Yeah>. Jesus, man. <laughs> so, today, all right, <laughs> we're gonna talk
0: Oscars, we're gonna talk some categories, and we are going to have a competition both um. here in the studio and for you listeners at home because the competition. It's gonna be for a $25 gift card Whoa. to a movie theater of your choice if you win the competition. Mm-hmm. So here are the rules. In the studio today, we will be deliberating the three of us over five major categories. Best picture, best original screenplay, original screenplay, best director, best actress, and best actor. We, amongst ourselves, will be making predictions on what we think we will win. And our friendly wager uh, will probably include, I don't know, buying each other snacks or something next time we meet up.
2: I said (laughs) (laughs) six-pack.
0: But for you at home, the competition will be for you to send us your predictions for who will win each of those five categories. Picture, original screenplay, director, actress, and actor. Send your winners to loudontheset at gmail.com and we, if you get the most correct, will be sending you the gift card. If there is a tie, we will be putting the names death match. into a hat and making you deathmatch. Yes. No, and we will be having a raffle to raffle off who that will go to.
2: And probably send us send us the your predictions before Sunday. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they must come in before the Oscars premieres on Sunday. Yes.
2: No. Kind
1: of you got a couple of days right? You yeah. Of days. yeah,
0: you got a few days. We'll we'll call it up uh, what time do they start Sunday, do you know?
2: Red carpet's at three PM.
0: Red carpet's at three PM. Do
2: you want to see all the party things people wear?
0: Yeah. Uh we'll say b- before <laughs> before they start before whoever's the host, uh Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Kimmel starts yapping. Yeah. They gotta come in before Jimmy Kimmel opens his mouth. <laughs> That's the go. rule. So go. here we go, <laughs> let's start deliberating right now. Okay, okay. Alright. so I'm going to kick us off here because, in a rather comical twist, I have seen nearly no movies that, that are nominated a, for Oscars this year. That's a tough one. That's, Isn't that funny? Yeah. So you're going to have to give us some synopsized okay. uh, little bits and pieces about some of these, some quips. James, how many films have you seen? Do you think? Give us. Uh, I three. think five.
1: Five total. Yeah, five. Mm-hmm. I think I've seen two. I guess the best sampling would be if we talk about best picture, then I could, I could count. Yeah, Just count them right off, yeah. Yeah, and what okay. about you, Rachel, out of those best pictures? Out of the best picture,
2: got? I've seen One, two, three, four, five. I've seen five of the best picture. Five. I've seen Which two. is embarrassing low for me. Oh, no, wait, I've seen three. Wow, look at that. I didn't even know that one was nominated. I gotta say, I'm embarrassed at how few I've seen this year.
0: I know. I didn't see a lot either. I don't know what happened. I'm up to six. You're up to s- Yeah.
2: Wow. In the best picture?
1: Nah, I went everywhere. Six? Oh, okay. How many well, in the best picture category? Three. How many Three. in documentary?
2: Because I'm looking at your picture.
1: <laughs> Three of them are in documentaries. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't, I don't care about this shit. So- <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, let's be real. Like, yeah. Oscars are... A bunch of bullshit. Yeah. What right. do you call it? Shit, people white, what, shit white people like? Yeah. I mean, this is definitely <laughs> no, that's shit that's, white people yeah. like.
1: <laughs> I don't need anybody to validate my taste. <laughs> uh, so
0: we're going to go in reverse exciting order, as do all award shows. And we're going to start with actor-actress. I think those are the least exciting. I don't know. What about you?
2: <laughs> if I were an actress, I'd like to have one, but I mean. Yeah,
0: I would too, <laughs> but I'm not. Uh, or original screenplay. I don't know. Where you guys want to start? Leave it to, Rachel, you choose. Mm -hmm. You're our
2: guest. Okay. Be decisive, goddammit. Oh, God. uh, I'll do screenplay. All right. right, Let's
0: talk best original screenplays. The nominees are Hell or High Water, Ah, La La Land, Ah, The Lobster, Manchester by the Sea, and 20th Century Woman.
2: And I've seen four of these, actually.
0: Wow, which ones have you seen?
2: I saw Hell or High Water, uh, which I enjoyed very much. I saw La La Land, mm-hmm. uh, which I also enjoyed. I saw The Lobster, which you guys had a great a segment. The Lobster. That's <laughs> number seven for me, Holy oh, shit. Um, and I saw Manchester by the Sea.
0: Okay, great. So, which one do you think is going to win?
2: Uh, so a tip for all you voters yeah. out there is, uh, quite often, not always, quite often Academy Awards follow what the Golden Globes did, and oh. the Golden Globes have already come and gone, and so it's kind of a nice check-in with what happened to the Golden Globes, and so, uh, the winner for Golden Globes was La La Land, uh, <laughs> Damien uh, Chazelle. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think everyone pretty much is thinking La La Land is gonna sweep everything, so that's, uh, my guess would be probably the winner. Of the four that I enjoyed the most, The Lobster was very original and was a very uh, interesting style, as you guys talked about in your podcast. But mm-hmm. um,
0: I have no stats to back this up, but I often think that the best original screenplay is usually the consolation prize that comes from not winning Best Picture or being nominated in many other things. I know it often gets paired with it, but I think in years like this where La La Land is just spread all over the place... Something like the Lobster or one of these other films that is uh, maybe a little bit more in the originality category mm-hmm. and less of the Oscar pandering category uh, <laughs> can get supported a little bit more. So I'm I'm kind of uh, I'm kind of out on this one. What did La, La Land got like what the most nominations ever or tied the most ever? Oh so I don't like... know about
2: that because did it did it tie the Titanic I Ben think Hur it did. Th- thing yeah, like fourteen or something? Yeah, I think same. it's fourteen. Is that right? Did yeah. you see La Land? No.
1: I, did you see it james you it's have pretty to pay me a lot of money to see that <laughs> it's phone. pretty
2: It's colors <laughs> number
1: one i don't like musicals number two it's not a true musical it's got who does it gotten it ryan emma gosling stone and emma ryan stone. Ga-
0: no, it's got no. the reunion tour of uh crazy stupid love gosling and they, and, they, uh, and they were
2: in the the gangster movie too together they've done, they've
0: oh, done yeah. several things
2: together
1: out. no thanks
0: emma no stone way. and ryan gosling
1: Anyway, I've seen the lobster from this list. I don't think it'll win. I, I have. No, I'm basing this guess on no data or any no real, data, no real insight. That's what we're about no real no data or insight. No aren't insight. <laughs> no no informed. are we all.
2: scientists?
1: Yeah, but not when not it comes today. to this. It's not scientific. <laughs> I like
2: it's, how three scientists are talking about movies. Uh, yeah, why What
1: the fuck? Uh, I'm just. I'm gonna hey hello high water is gonna win there's my prediction actually, so actually so high water was very good if
2: we're I doing if we're doing kyle's theory of the constellation prize Hello high water is nominated for best picture and best actor and it's not gonna win either um it was a fun film uh-huh. uh it would have been an even better film if no country for old men didn't already exist yeah um is it similar to that it's yeah. similar to that i mean obviously it is no country for old men was based on a book um which is also quite good
0: it's it's very much an update on westerns mm-hmm. set in like the the old kind of bank robbery yes. outlaw fringe society two, two brothers
2: are robbing banks and jeff bridges is the sheriff who has to catch them
0: and when i saw the poster i thought it was uh, a period piece and then it started and i was like am i watching the wrong film <laughs> and it's contemporary which was a uh of interesting and well played switch,
2: and, and they commented on it too because it's set in you know the I think it was it was it Texas it was set somewhere yeah. in, in a very depression so. a heavily de- depression hit area where there was no yeah. jobs and a lot of economic depression and it was kind of an interesting commentary on that. But um, in the constellation category, that would be I think it's it's um, momentum, but I think it's going to be La La Land.
0: Okay, so Rachel's putting down a solid La La Land. James, what are you going to vote for? Hella High Water. Hell or High Water? Yeah.
1: Based on name alone, huh? I, I just don't think the lobster... I don't know anything about these movies. Uh, fuck La La Land. The <laughs> <laughs> the lobster was enjoyable, but, you know... Now, did you
0: see Manchester by the Sea? I did. Can you give us a, a brief... Actually, uh, I don't know anything about... It's nominated really a ton. ...Manchester by the Sea, or I've never... I didn't even hear about 20th Century Women. Surprise, surprise.
2: Trump 20th Century America. Women, actually would like <laughs> to see. <laughs> Gender, politics, in America. <laughs> I know. that betting? So do
0: you know uh, anything about either of those films?
2: Manchester by the Sea, uh, I have a small rant about. So, um... <laughs> we can do spoilers, right, I'm assuming? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, okay. Okay. So, spoil- so, okay. going so, forward. Yeah, so Manchester City follows Casey Affleck's character. His brother has just died, and he's informed that he's now taking care of his teenage nephew, which he's like, oh, I didn't really sign up for that. Great. And he's this completely unlovable character who now has to raise a teenage boy. And so it, basically it's his struggle with that, and there's a big... Spoiler that happens that you realize oh that's why Casey Affleck is damaged goods oh you know oh. Um, Casey Affleck is the is the favorite to win Best Actor um, interesting but um, the controversy is Casey Affleck the person the actual person uh, is being sued for sexual harassment and assault by several women who he has worked with. Trump's America, okay? <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. So uh, there's a lot of issues of people being like, why are we rewarding someone who most women have been like, hey, he groped me and let's reward him with the highest achievement you can get in acting. Yikes. And also, um, there's been some race concerns because Casey Affleck is white and is still being up for an Oscar. However, the man who was in Birth of a Nation... Was African American also had allegations of sexual, I think, rape actually against him, and has been completely erased from Hollywood's radar. Wow. Birth of a Nation has zero nominations, and it was—I did not see it, but it was supposed to be an excellent. It
0: was film. Well received, from what I remember.
2: But because of the politics behind or the act, so if people are like, "Well, wait a minute, how can we ban the black guy but not the white guy? Like nice double standard, Hollywood." Affleck. <laughs> that's my rant. A <laughs>
0: F L E C K spells money. <laughs> All right. So that's *Mansions
2: by the Sea*. Um, basically, a yeah, awkward man raises a teenage boy. The end. Okay. What about um, 20th Century Women*? 20th Century Women*. I did not see. It's got a wonderful female cast. Um, and that is amazing. Um, and my understanding is it's a it's a single mom raising a teenage boy. Um, wow. <laughs> There's a lot of, yeah there. there's a lot of kid themes what going on here movie situation yeah going on. yeah
0: interesting my vote's going for the lobster because oh. we just had such a scintillating conversation after the lobster that i'm gonna <laughs> pull i'm gonna pull for its weirdness to come out on the other side go all, all right. right next categories we can kind of do side by side here best actress and best actor
2: this is a great example of who should win and who will win so for best actress i've only seen two um i've seen emma stone in la la land oh who i think will win it (laughs) and i've seen nally portman jackie who i think should win it um nally portman was jackie kennedy it was it was great um they even had something with did either of you see jackie I did
0: not see any of these movies, though I really wanted to see Florence Foster Jenkins, and I didn't see it, and a I'm disappointed person. I didn't see it. So I'll have to watch that one. But Meryl Streep nominated for, what, the gazillionth time?
2: Yeah, she's, I think, they want to say the most highest nominated, I'm not positive. I think that is correct. So, um, yeah, Donnie Portman was Jackie Kennedy. She was phenomenal. She did not win the Golden Globe. Um, Isabelle Hubert did for Elle, which I had not seen. It's a French film. Um, and then Emma Stone won for Best Actress in a Comedy Musical. Have you seen any of these, James?
0: <laughs> Loving, Jackie, La La Land, Florence Foster Jenkins, or L. No, I have
1: not. <laughs> the only comments I have here are, oh, yeah, for Best Actress. W- the only thing that I could possibly write here were next to Emma Stone, I wrote, all right, way to go, way to rebound from Spider-Man. <laughs> right? The Amazing Spider-Man. Right, I, the likes, amazing- I like Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she, she bonked her head in the second one and died. All right, way to go. Jamie I mean,
2: Foxx was in it too, right? Mary oh, Jane yeah.
1: Parker does die, i just saying. Oh.
2: <laughs> we, <laughs> we did, did say we're gonna, spoilers. If we're going to do canon enough.
1: <laughs> anyway, and then I had something similar for Natalie Portman, like, hey, way to rebound from Padme. Weren't you Padme Amidala?
2: And that she also won the Oscar for Black for Swan. Padme? For Padme? Yeah, yes, for Padme. <laughs> Black
1: Swan. For Black
2: Swan. Oh, and she that was, and she was oh, on Broadway, Broadway when she was like 12 in Diary of Anne Frank. I mean, she's well proven herself as an actress. There so,
1: you go. I, I don't so care. who are you picking? Alright, I'm going to pick this one uh, based strictly on the fact that, uh, like what Kyle said earlier, like um, that sometimes there's politics involved in this thing and and I'm going to pick Meryl Streep because it's very likely that the Oscars are going to reward her <laughs> yes. for speaking out. Was it during the Golden, Golden Globe? Uh,
2: yeah, she got the Cecil B. DeMille Lifetime Achievement Award or something like that. Oh, so it wasn't
1: the Golden Globe?
2: Well, it may have been. I don't know if it was at Golden Globe, was it?
1: but she didn't win a Golden Globe. She won like a Lifetime Achievement thing. So it some other multi million dollar pat on the back bullshit event.
2: <laughs> I mean, Hollywood is very. That she finally decided. Congratulatory, like, masturbatory, very much like.
1: Forget, forget Let's, eight years. Forget eight years and illegal invasions and warfare in seven countries where drones are killing people at record numbers and record deportations. You finally speak up because one douchebag wins the presidency and says, "I like to grab women by the butt." It's unbelievable hypocrisy. The Academy Award. The fucking hypocrisy. We, we could have used this eight years ago. We could have used it twelve. Oh, Meryl Streep. Yeah. Who's the target audience? Welcome for this to the fucking earth. Now. Welcome to Earth do you enjoy <laughs>
0: talking movies and also hate movies.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> all
3: right, I'm the best act. Okay, pick?
2: this means that okay, audience members please convince the boys to let me do a political political entirely political a pod- yes, a political
1: podcast. I've said it a 100 times in this podcast if Kyle. this podcast was about anything other than movies it wouldn't be funny first of all it'd be so Deadly serious That would make you cry
0: Yes that's why We have to talk movies
1: Yeah okay You'd have to pull pull The mic away from me And strangle me With the the cord To shut me off Okay Uh,
2: Meryl Streep I'm gonna go ahead And even though I want Nellie Portman To win it uh, The Oscar Does not really go Of who (laughs) Of who Deserves it I'm singing over here You sing over here (laughs) Nellie Portman um, Already has an Oscar Um, and Hollywood loves musicals even though La La Land is not a true musical As someone who used to work in musicals Um, Emma Stone will probably win for La La Land she won the the comedy Golden Globe she's not the best singer Um, she's kind of a thin singer but um, she'll probably take it based on the musical and she has a, a couple of really great scenes the song that's nominated um, the audition the Fools Who Dream is nominated for best virtual song is a really great scene in that she, she does really well and then there's a scene where she's auditioning for a commercial that she basically just like disintegrates on
1: stage and but doesn't Natalie Portman look so good in that $7,000 Gucci gown while being pregnant
0: best actor <laughs> nice. thanks God. <Kyle>. oh uh, yeah. <laughs> So, if you didn't get it, the best actress nominees were Emma Stone, Natalie Portman, Ruth Nega, and Meryl Streep, and Isabelle H- Hubert?
2: Hubert? It's French, so probably Hubert. Hubert.
1: Hubert. Oh. Uh, Hubert.
0: And best actor, we've got Casey Affleck, Gully, uh, Andrew Garfield, <laughs> Spider Man, Gosling, Vigo Mortensen, surprise there, and Denzel Washington. Uh, so let's chat this up a little bit. We already talked about Casey Affleck, Manchester by the Sea, Andrew Garfield for Hacksaw Ridge, a movie I've seen. Look oh, at how was Off it? Of this list, yeah, just like
2: a gore fest.
0: Uh, harrowing. It was really tough. I went and saw this. Um, when I was back in Ohio for the Christmas season. Can you think of a better movie?
2: Plus, you will get machine gunned down (laughs) in a true story. But
0: but I was with my family. My grandfather's a World War II vet that fought in the Pacific and was on one of the 50 cal machine guns through his tenure there. So uh, he wanted to go and see this. So we all went together. And he said it was probably the most realistic portrayal of... uh, of that sort of stuff that he's he's seen and been through. And interestingly, mm-hmm. the movie, I want to do a separate podcast about this because there's a, a lot of conversation here involving Mel Gibson, yeah. all the, the folks of the movie, but it basically played out in two parts. It played out in the beginning part, which was seeing Andrew Garfield in Podunk, Virginia, nowhere coming up as a nobody who is the conscientious objector due to his religion and wants to join the army to help the cause and fight the evil And then you get the last hour of the movie, which is you're there and it's combat. So you get basically two movies that they've stitched together. And it was a very interesting, I I definitely support its Best Picture nomination because I think it was some important subject matter. And it was some, it was, I mean, a completely solid movie. Um, Andrew Garfield's performance in it, spectacular. He did an incredible job. They have real footage of the guy um, that the movie's based off Mm -hmm. of in there. And, uh... He just to the T just was uh, doing such a uh, amazing performance the whole time, um, so that's one I've seen, and uh, I I definitely think that he's in the right category here being supported for that. So that's
1: one that wow. I've seen. Also rebounding quite well from the Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. Interestingly <laughs> yeah. enough, look God, at the that. only way I know these people is in a <laughs> fucking comic book. <laughs> What do you got? What do you, what so you got then research.
0: we got Ryan Gosling, La La Land, we've mm-hmm. talked about. How about Vigo Mortensen, Captain Fantastic? Did you see I that? I
2: didn't. It got good reviews, and I wish I'd seen it. I like Vigo Mortensen. Um, it's on my two watch list. No, I have a big two watch list. I did not see that it one. It looked very quirky, like Wes Anderson. It did. Yeah, it looks Wes Anderson. It's not Wes Anderson, but it, it looks Wes Anderson y. And
0: mm-hmm. his, his nomination kind of came out of nowhere. This is, of course, Vigo Aragorn, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lord of the Rings. <laughs> and he's back here in a surprise nomination. I don't think this got nominated for anything else, so... Uh,
2: it got nominated for... for maybe something. No, none and of the I big made ones that up. That we're <laughs> talking about. <so laughs> I made things
0: it's, up. It's cool to see that, because I think that he's a talented actor as well. And then we've got Denzel Washington in Fences. Mm-hmm. James, did you see Fences? I did.
1: Can you uh, synopsize for us a little bit? Tell us about the performance. Uh, sure. Denzel Washington in an adaptation of a play... Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, it's because it's an adaptation of play, it's super heavy on the dialogue. It's all dialogue-driven, and you have very limited sets, pieces that they actually visit. And Denzel does what he does. He totally has a dominating presence. Um, What's his role in the film? Well, he is the main character. He is the man that um, – let's see. How do I say this? <clears throat> it's telling his life story, essentially. Okay. That he's a man living in – I can't believe I can't – oh, Pittsburgh. Excuse me. In Pittsburgh uh, married raising a child um, and he's just had a really tough go at it and he's sort of lamenting the chances that have have passed him by through life and he's sort of looking for scapegoats along the way and metaphorically building attempting to build a fence around his backyard which symbolizes like the fencing in of himself from society also it's just brilliant. The movie itself, I have mixed emotions about. We could talk about that later because it's uh, nominated for best adapted screenplay. But anyway, we're here talking about this. Oh, hey, yeah, there you go. But um, it's a great performance. You expect nothing less from Denzel. He's totally dominant on the screen. Um, It's unbelievable talent, you know. And especially because it's written to be a play, Mm -hmm. um, you get acting in in the what I consider one of the greatest senses with very little cutting and editing. Right. I love single takes. And you know how I feel about that. Yeah. True acting. I <laughs> yeah, love, true, true acting. acting. Yeah. I love when films take the stylistic and writing approach of theater. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And go all in on it. Well, I'll tell you something interesting about this. I didn't know that this is a play I'm sitting there watching it with The Honey Baby. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> like 10 minutes into it. Is it August
2: Wilson? Is like, it August Wilson? Is that who? The Honey Baby? No, the playwright. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very famous
1: playwright. I don't know. I'm not really cultured like that. No. Um, and I turned to Lila, and I go, this is a play. I had no idea. Yeah. She goes, how do you know? I go, look at the way the, the, everything's playing out. Yeah. You look at how much dialogue there is. They're not uh-huh. stopping talking. It's just all dialogue the whole time. And I go, look at the limited set pieces. Mm-hmm. Look at how characters come into and off of the, the screen, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, this is a play. So anyway... Uh, I've been talking a lot. I'm going to turn it over to you guys, but I'm going to cast my vote right now. Denzel. Denzel. Ran- oh, all right. A
2: random fun fact about that. I was yeah. at a, a show here at the in, in town um, this past weekend, and the man next to me was reading the program and said, oh, James Earl Jones was in Fences here in the 80s at this theater. Oh, so, yeah, cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, interesting. This is a tough category. So Casey Affleck won the Golden Globe for drama. Ryan Gosling won the Golden Globe for comedy. I would like to see Denzel Washington win it um, because it's real acting, <laughs> and I'm angry at Casey Affleck. And I love Ryan Gosling. Don't get me wrong; I, I love to spoon over some Ryan Gosling, but you what? Swoon over Ryan Gosling? I do, you said
1: you would love to spoon over.
2: I, I could. I would. I would happily spoon him. Although I don't. <laughs> I don't know how my partner and his partner would feel about that. But <laughs> um,
0: you know, I only had a couple of chances to in
1: life spoon to do Ryan Gosling. Truly amazing to be spooned or not. Anyway. <laughs> to <With Ryan Gardner. laughs> Spoon or not To Spoon? Anyway. Um, so um, you any I'm going to do
2: Denzel Washington. Oh, he yeah, is an it. Academy favorite. Um, Has he ever won before? Yes. He won for Glory, for Supporting Actor for Glory. He won Best Actor for The Training Day. I think those are his only two. Really? So have- Was he
0: nominated for Flight?
2: Yes, he was nominated for Flight. Did Flight, he win for Flight? He did not win for Flight. I was frustrated with that because they gave the, the clip they chose for his nominee was the spoiler end of piece. And I was like, you guys just ruined the whole movie. But it's it's a great performance. The movie's and eh,
1: but he's great in it. The, the Oscars. Flight.
0: Spoiling humanity and movies. Yes. And remember,
1: <laughs> he should have won for Malcolm X. The guy should have had like oh, a my, shuffle of
0: these fucking things. Malcolm X should have won everything. Yeah, but we'll right. talk about that. Next week.
1: <laughs> Wait, really? Are we really? Very good.
0: All right. right. Well, Something some, some, some special coming up. Uh, I'm I'm going with the only one that I've seen, just because uh, I want I I like the acting and Andrew Garfield. I was just so solid the whole time, and it's a it's a perfect movie that demonstrates range. A lot of times, um, one of the things that I'm seeing recently with films is they're giving more credit to static acting in movies. Nice. where characters aren't as dynamic, but they're playing a like, well-established human that faces maybe a challenge or a couple of challenges and overcomes that, but they're not as dynamic of characters. And this is an example where you have a very static person in a static movie for an incredibly long period of time, and then you get to watch how that person, based on a real person, Reacts to probably one of the most extraordinary circumstances that anybody can react to and you get to see the dynamism of somebody who's trying to follow literally all their beliefs and stay the same person that they are <laughs> but realize that the world is never going to be like that and how they're going to fit in and what their, what their role is going to be in that world and it, it showed a, a dynamic and static strong-willed complete personification of another person and again, I have absolutely no other comparison with the category <laughs> you know, to base it to, but that's why I'm supporting him. Your
2: speech basically just described Casey Affleck's role in Manchester by the Sea. It's, it's, Damn. Yeah, he's a pretty static character.
0: And I want to support somebody that has not been uh, gross for groping and yeah. assaulting people. So there's my six, <laughs> part two of my
1: my vote. What have, what have happened to innocent until proven guilty? What, what's going on here? I don't know what's going on here. But like <laughs> like the court of public opinion is pretty. Uh, ooh, it's pretty know. strong in this pretty room. Pretty strong, right? Now. right? Yeah. You yeah. could be. You could be totally innocent. You never know. You're I don't right. care. One and another, I
0: hadn't heard about any of this before we entered yeah. this room. So Sorry. I have nothing to base it. Sorry off for crushing your dreams. Besides, I, don't, uh, I don't care. I never liked KCF like much anyway. So, moving on. Moving <laughs> on. <laughs> We got two Denzels and an Andrew Garfield. Mm-hmm. All, right. All right. Okay. Second to last one we'll deliberate over heavily. Best Director. And this one's going to be interesting because we've got a lot of similar movies here. Mm-hmm. Dennis Villeneuve. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Villeneuve. Thanks, <Kyle. laughs> For
0: Arrival. Much discussed uh, here in the podcast and elsewhere. Mel Gibson. Hacksaw Ridge. Don't call it a comeback, Mel. Sure. <laughs> Damien Chazelle, *La La Land*; Kenneth Lonergan, *Manchester by the Sea*; and Barry Jenkins, *Moonlight*. What do you think?
2: Um, so, I think both Best Picture and Best Director is a is a between two two movies. It's between *La La Land* and between *Moonlight*. Um, and um, brain just exploded (laughs) Damien she says, I just forgot where am I like movies (laughs) what are these people (laughs) I have party why is there a microphone in my face Um, (laughs) so um, they're both very different films so uh, this might be a case so again traditionally what has happened for most of the Academy's history is the person who wins best director is the one that wins best film Recently, like in the late 90s, early aughts, Academy decided to stop doing that. For example, Steven Spielberg won the Best Director for Saving Private Ryan, but Best Picture went to Shakespeare in Love. He started having this split thing going on. Gladiator. Which is, uh, I did
0: one, but I didn't. Gladiator won Best Picture and not Best Director. Oh, okay. Which was interesting. Well, then
2: you had Argo, another example of Hollywood, congratulating itself for Saving the World. And an
0: Affleck. <laughs> um,
2: <Yeah. laughs> One best picture, but Ben Affleck was not even nominated for best director. So Which is he, surprising,
0: because that was a well put together film. Yeah,
2: well, he good. couldn't act in it, but it was well put together. Um, <laughs> so you oh, might go no, fuck yourself.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you didn't see the film, did you? No, <laughs> it's political. Yeah, but it's more that I don't know. It's sort of a. False take on history. Oh, it's completely saying. false. Yeah. Self-holding so an answer, bullshit.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, s- fantasization.
1: So,
0: fantasization. I don't know.
2: Traumatization.
0: Yeah.
2: Whitewashing. A very
0: fantastical look. At White man very saves. <laughs> and... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um. So, who I think will win will probably be um. Damien Chazelle for La La Land. I would like to see Barry Jenkins take it. Um. He also did work on the screenplay for. Moonlight as well but oh interesting so I think probably in Dave Chazelle, Barry Jenkins had a lot of interesting things did I of you see Moonlight yep um he ha, him and the man who helped him write um the screenplay um Also came from a background very similar to the character in the play. His mother was a crack addict, like the um, character in the show. It's interesting having his take on that. So anyways, probably Damon Sheldell is going to get it because it's a beautiful musical. They dance on top of cars on the L.A. freeway. But I'd like to see Moonlight take it.
0: I also put down Moonlight. Because I'm supporting optimism today. <laughs> <laughs> my realistic view probably Lala. I think that's what I but put there. But I'm that not up. resigning to it. No, I resigned. I think I want I want Moonlight to take it.
1: Yeah, I I cast my vote for Moonlight as well.
0: Yep. We're gonna talk Moonlight next week. Yeah, heavily in depth. All right. So we can we can mm-hmm. leave it at that. Okay. But um, the I mean the other films, best director. I, I've, everybody has opinions about Mel Gibson. I do not think he's a great person. Hacksaw Ridge was incredibly well-directed, and one of the, the strongest things about it, I think, is the direction and the care and nuance... Focus. ...that, <laughs> focus. that was put into, uh, into creating two completely juxtaposed different worlds, every aspect, down from, from the cinematography uh, to the editing... To the, I mean, it all started with the direction, and to show such a, a a peaceful and and just a complete sense of of camaraderie and community and acceptance and and the peaceful world that they lived in, and then to juxtapose it with the last hour of the film, which did not let up, <laughs> was a frantic, pulse pounding disaster of my. Uh, feelings and stress the whole time uh it was it it was unlimited it just pounded away and it took some finesse to pull it off without it being a uh i don't know without it just appearing like a slaughterhouse uh you know kind of schlock esque cold of duty bullshit right yeah and it was (laughs) it was very much not that but also very much uh you know no holds barred there so um so I a strong case to make for that, and then there's Arrival. <laughs> and then there's Arrival. This this is like the we have not stopped getting shit about Arrival. Deal with this since we put out <laughs> the Arrival podcast. And again, I am, I liked it. I thought it was a good movie, but it is way overhyped. I think, it's, it's not. Was. Oh yeah, it's not. It it's not, not Oscar.
2: Specific. It's not Oscar material. I think it was something material. that
0: everybody at the exact right time had an outlet for which was at a moment in at least United States history it seemed that there was no way of communicating with anybody else in the world unless you were in a special club it was all about opening up and being able to communicate and accept and understand everybody else in the known universe and i think people latched onto that sentiment so hard along with the fact that it was a strong movie and it had some good acting in it but I still, I will hold that the screenplay was not good enough. I just think with this, with the material that they had, the screenplay did not hold up to like the grandeur of the film.
1: Mm, screenplay dominated. It's like, yeah, it's definitely. I don't know much about the Oscars. I don't. It's I politics. Can't, huh? It's all politics. Well, it's just I'm, I'm a, I'm a Oscar moron. You know, I don't know shit about this stuff. But I can recognize this is, is the least deserving on all these lists. You know, all the nomination categories it's in is like, what are you kidding me? And I think what Kyle just said is brilliant. It captures a moment in time like everything from the, the, the inability to communicate with one another and to find that way, to find the way to communicate with each other is the key to everything. And then, uh, you know, to be on the brink, mm-hmm. which we, you know, people tend to think that we're heading towards with the doomsday clock and like that nonsense. Hope and
0: love and looking yeah. back through time and being able to hold back uh, and to recapture moments that were once lived that might be lost for people. I mean, some
2: people yeah. would argue that that's what the Academy does is like, rewards those moments in time. The kind of like, art taking, art representing the time that it's made in. You know, there are certain things, certain films that you know like Exorcist, for example i remember watching Exorcist and laughing cuz so i thought the special effects were so hokey and my parents like you don't understand in the 1970s this was this was absolutely True. fucking terrifying you know it doesn't hold up well today because uh, we're all raised on mm-hmm. explosions but 1970 that was like that was like legit scary stuff and so you could argue that you know films represent the time mm. that i will made strongly
0: in. give it cultural relevance i don't know if that was on purpose or not <laughs> but also uh, i I love Dennis. I won't butcher your last name again. I've loved every film that I've seen. He's going to call into the show. (laughs) I've loved every film that I've seen. And again, I think that part of my analysis of this film is based on the fact that I have such a much higher standard for his work, having seen (laughs) other things that that he's done. Um, And I think that this solidly sits in the middle of everything else in his his, uh, little catalog there. So, Arrival. Send more shit. (laughs) Throw it on. All right, so it looks like we're going with Rachel.
2: I said La La Land. Your pick is La La Land.
0: And we're the the two Moonlighters here.
1: What are we doing? Best 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 Director. director. Oh, yeah. We covered that already. We we did. I was recapping. Best Director. Yeah, Ben Jenkins' Moonlight. All
0: right. Here it is. The big Best one. Picture. <laughs> the big the, one. The nominees are Arrival, Fences, Hacksaw Ridge, Hell or High Water, Hidden Figures, La La Land, Lion, Manchester by the Sea, and Moonlight. So I have a quick question. Yes. yes. Do they typically have
1: nine nominees?
2: It's a newer thing. It used to be just five, they can and count now it's ten. Yes, I think.
1: Because, no Stupid. offense, and I'm probably going to receive some hate mail for this one, too, but not only does Arrival not belong to this list, but Fences doesn't either. Oh, Davis
2: really? Fences? Did you see Fences? I didn't. I didn't see Fences. Uh, Viola Davis is the favorite to win Best Supporting Actress.
1: All right, I could see that, you know, but we'll, maybe we'll talk about Fences I was going to propose
0: yeah. a podcast idea to you, and maybe we can address this with others as well, get some more input, mm-hmm. about films where there's phenomenal acting, but the film is just not that great. And this then, this is that and is exactly and you what I said to this, the Honey Baby offense. Yep, yep. Because even yep, even absolutely. one link in the chain, a movie is such a, a team effort. I mean, we we yeah. talk, we're talking about all the categories here and everything that goes on. But as you you were talking about Rachel, all the the technical Oscars have mm-hmm. already happened. Every all of these other categories and all the people that wrangle and get people places and extras and costuming and everything. It's such a team effort. And it only takes one link in the chain to make a good movie go from good to bad that really one, quickly. That
2: one extra just walked across the street at mm-hmm. the wrong time. Yep. Yep. <laughs> And I was an extra in Contagion, and that's what I did. I got paid $70 to walk across the street. Yeah? Wow, to yeah. find all you right. in the movie? Um, it's pretty dark. It's the scene where uh, Elliot... Go look. Yeah, you can't really see me, but I got paid 70 bucks to walk across the street. Elliot Gould is in the, the cafe, and everyone's like coughing because they're all going to get sick. And he's like, oh, God, we're all going to die. And I'm somewhere in the background. <laughs> I was in
1: The Dark Knight Rise. I
0: was in The Dark Knight Rise. Oh, yeah, I, wow. I, uh, I was blown up with the rest of... Pittsburgh <laughs> in the Steelers Stadium. So that was fun. Oh, um, man. But yeah, I would love to, you know, a lot of the times if it's just the editor, if the editing is weird, mm-hmm. you know, it can just throw a movie off. So would you say that's kind of where Fences was for It you? wasn't the
1: editing. We'll talk about it. It's, okay. it's the, it's Kyle's, it's not the ravel. I won't say the ravel. The ravel. But it is in fact the ending. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
0: All right. So, so, Debbie Downer so I have a question well, then on top of this. I don't know anything about, we've talked about some of these other ones, but um, Lion. I don't know anything about, really. And uh, I understand Hidden Figures a little bit, but we haven't talked about mm-hmm. that much. Did you see it? I
2: did, okay. and I might go see it tomorrow. Okay. It's supposed to be amazing. Plus, I work in STEM education, so I should really see it. <laughs>
0: Can you give us a just a brief synopsis of Hidden Figures? Yeah,
2: so basically it's the untold story of African-American women who worked for NASA and put, put mankind in space and got no recognition for it because they were A, women, and B, people of color. So it's like these are some really badass women who did some really cool science and got no recognition for it until now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah,
0: A very important story that will be completely overlooked by the Academy Awards. Probably. I'm sure. Probably. Um, okay, how about Lion? Is lion,
2: lion is based on a true story. Uh, I did not see it. Um, also on my list. Uh, a young boy from India is adopted. Um, by a, a white family and as an adult he wants to find his his family back home and so all he remembers are little snippets of things like this river and this statue or something and so he goes to like google earth or apple maps or something and using the magical omnipresent hand of of internet technology um finds his family so he's typing in like river next to bridge in india find. He finds his family.
1: Wow! Wow! Yeah, highly recommended by Hassan, one of our listeners. Oh, great! Yeah, the only um, Sorry, Asian actor
2: nominated. Interesting. So, because that was a big controversy last year, was that it was all white actors nominated? We do have more diversity this year, um, but he's the only Asian actor nominated.
0: Interesting. This was one I really wanted to see when I saw it advertised first, um, and I saw it advertised alongside another movie that it doesn't look like is even on anything here but uh yeah it's it sounds like a very interesting story as well all right so we've we've discussed all the other ones basically on this list so far so you're the expert. In oh the God! Room right oh there. God! That's so a sad what's thing. what's your take? Who do you think is going to come home
2: with? I want possible? Moonlight to win. I want Moonlight to win. It was one of those. It was just was a beautiful film. I wish more of the actors had been nominated. Um, you have nominations in both supporting categories. I would have liked to see one of the young men who played the main character nominated. I it was they were phenomenal, um, and I would I think that should win. Will it win? I don't know, but that's what I want to win.
0: That's what you're officially marking down. That's what I'm
2: marking down. I think you might see a split here. They might. Hollywood might give Damien Chazelle, the director, for his wonderful, pretty spectacle, but recognize hopefully that Moonlight's the better film.
0: I would love that. I think that too often the best director and best picture film, just looking throughout the Mm -hmm. Academy history, have been tied together. And I understand that you basically can't fault into a best picture without a director that, you know, is your your guard guiding light mm. throughout the whole thing. But there are absolutely times where technical direction is masterful mm. and film subject matter is not as important or as relevant as something else. And I want Moonlight to take it home too. Actually,
1: James? Three for three baby. Yay, Yay! Moonlight I uh, I agree with everything that was just said from both of you guys and I read a critique recently, so I'm gonna paraphrase what I read off the internet. Sorry, I can't cite it exactly, but um, you know, if it comes down to, let's say, La La Land and Moonlight, which it looks like it kind it's, of ends, It's going to be between right? those two, yeah. Um, one of these two movies will be remembered forever mm-hmm. and, will, and will mark a moment in time when a, a, a lifestyle and obstacles in that lifestyle were challenged and brought to the, to the forefront and it will be remembered forever. It will withstand the test of time and have a cultural impact that will last. And the other one is called La La Land. You know, I, <laughs> it's as simple as that for me. It's, I, like, it's also, like when Brokeback didn't win over what? Crash? Are well, you fucking that was, kidding
2: me? So that was one where Ang Lee won director, but, they, but Crash didn't win best director. Ang Lee won best director for Brokeback Mountain, and Crash took best picture. So, so they were saying, like Ang that. Lee, good for you for talking about homosexuality. Yay, for being courageous. But we're not going to
1: give the Oscar and for using some mountains in it. No, I, I, uh, nah, I'm I, being sarcastic, yeah. but I see That's your what point. Back what Brokeback Mountain was about, right? Mountains? This is, no, it's yes. just about and, mountains, and right? Wrangling and wrangling cow- <laughs> and horses. Um, All right, no, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to make that joke. but uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but still, they got it backwards. So if you're going to have the consolidation prize be the best director, then throw that to some other fucking goofball, you know, Like and give it to the movie that, I don't know, is the best for that time. Mm-hmm.
2: I what mean, I, I, I see it. I th- Moonlight baby I Moonlight. think I mean I, we all agree that Moonlight's a better picture yeah. I agree with you that one of these films is going to be remembered I unfortunately think it's going to be La La Land because not enough people saw Moonlight it's really amazing how people haven't seen it and because Hollywood loves to tell itself how amazing it is and La La Land is colorful and they sing and it's all about the struggle and I think that unfortunately a great unfortunately is that most people are going to be like it was so pretty
1: well see here's the thing um, I, I unfortunately sort of agree with you that the whole like self-congratulatory bullshit um, it, it's like to me the, the, the hate and the vitriol I could direct to La La Land even though I've never seen it <laughs> I, like, I like the film and the, the fact that it'll be like rewarded and well awarded like the title alone turns me off La La Land like you have all these options to choose p- things that are culturally relevant and mm-hmm. powerful with a true message and what do you do? You you pick something that's like Yay! The title might as well be yay, right? Yeah. Like, the title is La La Land. I did, I did La cry in La
2: La Land. I didn't cry in Moonlight. But for but I what ca- reason? The ending was this, like the... Because two
1: people didn't get together? Yes! Like, and I'm a hopeless romantic. Because two really attractive people didn't wind up together? Fucking... Oh, my God. Anyway. Do you see what I'm... Tra- the point I'm trying to make here is the title <laughs> might as well be like... Oh, I absolutely see your The point. title oh, yeah. might as well be like... We don't, we still don't give a shit. It's fluff. It's a fluff film. The title should
0: be, guess how much money we can lobby to the Academy Award Committee instead of anything else. The
2: title should be, let's not think about real issues and just stay in our box. Uh Which is, Moonlight tackles tackles issues, like big issues that need to be addressed in the real world. (laughs) It's a
0: perfect example and you can look throughout, I mean, the history of all of this. I mean, wherever the, the biggest... Production comes from is usually the winner of mm-hmm. the best picture over anything else that even comes yeah. close because you have to spend millions of dollars mm-hmm. to lobby and advertise your movie to the Academy Awards. To even get on this list that we mm-hmm. have in front of us. You have to spend millions. <sighs> yeah. And if you're Moonlight, you don't have millions. And, you know, I, I, I just throw into the pocket of the voters. here. I saw a title of some
2: article. I didn't read the article, so I can't report back on it. But the title was basically like critics love Moonlight. Um, reviews love moonlight why aren't people seeing it and so that's that's a good question why aren't people it's a it's an amazing film
1: la la land (laughs) you (laughs) know
2: know, maybe moonlight makes people uncomfortable i know you guys are talking about next year make people make
1: comfortable the nominees are (laughs) moonlight lion shiny object (laughs) right
0: (laughs) So you know what's funny about uh, La go La fuck Land?
1: yourself. <laughs> We're still happy. It you got know, like... all
0: these. It got all these accolades and everything was heaped on it. And I, I had no, I wasn't reading anything about it. And I talked to somebody who went and saw it, who uh, was my best friend's mom. who lived down the street. This was when I was back in Ohio for the winter break. And I said, "How was it?" And she just went, "It's, you know, exactly like you'd think it was." You know,
2: the costumes are great. And That
1: was the end of it. The adult she version of like, High School Musical. She was like it was bright,
0: colorful, and you know, and whatever. Happy go like, lucky. Wow.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And then everybody else I've talked to about it are all of the the people that are the audience for this, which are like the musical theater world and the film world and people that like eat this kind of thing up.
2: I mean, the opening scene of them they they're dancing on top of cars on the highway, L A. freeway is are pretty. The cars s- moving. No.
1: Well, fuck it. <laughs> then it's Fury Road at that point, right?
0: <laughs> All right. Well, just like the Oscars, we're running short on time here at the end. So we've covered the big five. Let's hit some other uh, major categories that we want to highlight. James, I'll start with you. Um, documentary feature. You're oh, yeah. always up and about. How many of these documentary features did you see, and which one do you think is going to take it home?
1: I've seen three of the six on the three of the five on the list. Fire at Sea did not see it. I am not your Negro did see it. Go see it. Go see it. Yeah, it'll it'll yeah it'll make you realize why I rant so much about not seeing animated movies, and <laughs> certainly why I don't see La La Land because it's uh in the words of James Baldwin, paraphrasing like you just have your happy-go-lucky lifestyles, you're blind to what's really happening. And so to juxtapose like footage of movies from the '60s where people are dancing and running around in picnics mm-hmm. and oh we're all so happy-go-lucky with like the Watts riots, mm-hmm. you know, and the words of Baldwin and Malcolm X and Martin Luther King is like yeah, what the fuck am I doing? Like, what am I doing with my life, you know? That uh, that I have time for Moana, which, by the way, I don't. That's why I don't see movie. But anyway, <laughs> all right, to get back on track here, um, go see I Am Not Your Negro. It's not the best one on this list, though. Life animated. Don't know. Didn't see it. 13th, that's my vote, baby. Did you watch 13th?
2: It's on my, it's on my short list. I think synopsis. probably it's going to win.
1: It's a, it's a historical retracing of of the prison industrial complex in this country and how slavery has sort of morphed into modern-day slavery in the form Mm. of mass incarceration. And it's called 13th because it's about the 13th Amendment, how the 13th Amendment outlaws slavery supposedly, or as some people like to say, supposedly, with a B. You don't catch people saying that? No. Anyway. um, It's a humor podcast, right? Anyway. um, And how the 13th Amendment makes an exception to the slavery clause by saying, except in the case of imprisonment, where you can, in fact, have slavery.
2: And that's what where they, they make our...
1: Go read the 13th Amendment to oh, so the Constitution. Sh- All right, anyway, They don't get paid for their work. That, yeah, that's the winner right there. Boom. But then the last nominee, OJ, Made in America, is also phenomenal. Really? Yeah, but it's... It's about one person. Two and so... OJ
0: documentaries came out last year, right? One was a movie and one, one was a miniseries. series. Yeah, one's
1: a miniseries. Was, this is was... this is a straight up documentary. documentary. The other one
2: was a uh Cubic Jr. was in it, right? Yeah, okay, so you're so talking like is, a recreation. This
1: is right? documentary that was recreated. This is straight documentary. Okay. It's like a six part series. It is excellent though. I mean
2: that like I was a big part of my childhood watching that whole it saga is unfold.
1: Excellent. It is it is a great documentary. Do you think thirteenth is gonna take it home? Yeah, just because I would never vote for a movie that's about one guy. Okay. Even though it does, in fact, tackle race relations, going back to OJ's days in the 60s. Yeah, he was a college ball player back in the 60s mm-hmm. and the 70s and 80s when he became pro, blah, blah. And so it, it has a, an arc that takes you to the modern day. But 13th is just so much more factual. Well, not I don't want to say factual, but it's so much more relevant because yes. it's not about one guy. It's not Relevance, one guy introducing right? you to the, the the story of race relations in the country. In the 20th and 21st centuries, it's about like the country, right? You know? So I go for 13. Okay, boom, excellent. Yeah, cool. thank you, James. Yeah, thanks uh, for giving me that time.
0: Yeah, that's all you get. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know Rachel's probably dying to talk about best animated feature. No, <laughs> no I think it. it was best Kyle. That, that yeah. one's me. Oh. <laughs>
0: Rachel's uh, Rachel's gonna hit up supporting actress and actor. Oh, yeah, right, so yeah.
2: Um, supporting actress. I've seen three of these. I think it's gonna go to Viola Davis. Um, she's a very accomplished actress. Who would you agree,
1: James? She, based she was, off she the was excellent in Fences. Yeah. Exactly. Do you
2: think she should have been nominated for Best Actress and not Supporting Actress?
1: Um, no, she doesn't have a big enough role, and I don't. I don't know. Um, yeah, I've seen so little of these movies, yeah. right? so I, I can't. I can only compare Viola Davis to her own performance in the movie. She was definitely a supporting actor slash actress because mm-hmm. I've seen that word interchange now. Yeah, they have mm-hmm. tried that um, out a couple times. Yeah, she was definitely a supporting role in her own movie. So how could she be best uh, best overall actress? And I have nothing to compare it to, so I, I would give her the nod for support.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, Michelle Williams was phenomenal. Naomi Harris was uh, was phenomenal. I didn't see the other two, but um, I'm betting Viola Davis is going to take it. She also won the Golden
1: how Globe. How is Nicole Kidman in Lion? She's the mom. Oh. Oh, that's right, you said he was She's stopped. a mom, yeah, she's a mom. Right. Um,
2: <laughs> Best Supporting Actor is an interesting one because it is the only one where the person who won the Golden Globe is not even nominated. Um, it was a different actor for Nocturnal Animals, which I have not seen. Did either of you seen Nocturnal Animals? Oh, I
0: wanted to see no. that.
2: So the person who won the Golden Globe was Aaron Taylor Johnson won for Nocturnal Animals. He is not nominated. Michael and Schien... Taylor
0: Johnson of kick-ass fame? I don't know. Wow. So i guess so
2: he's got a beard now he yeah. looks all grown up wow and stuff. that's
0: wild okay
2: he's all well i'm ryan Gosling was in the mickey mouse club so i mean <laughs> we all grow up eventually no, totally it's just um, I,
0: I hadn't heard his name uttered in quite a while
2: uh, so yeah so best supporting actor kind of feels like it's anyone's game i think it's going to go to mahasala ali for moonlight um he had a really moving speech not for the golden globes but for a different award ceremony so he is muslim and his mother is an ordained minister then he was talking about, um, you know, converting to Islam when his mother is not Muslim and how that was a potential strain, but that's all small potatoes and we're all humans and we're all family. So stop ping, Betty. So that's my pick would be that. Jeff Bridges was great, but it's kind of the same thing he does in everything. I was just going to mention <laughs> that as well. It and here, is, It is
0: really hard for me. I, I mean, I put Meryl Streep down for Best Actress too, but... I have seen so many movies with both Meryl Streep and with Jeff Bridges and I think that they are both good at what they do but it just seems like when you are typecast into mm-hmm. like the same role every time I can't take it seriously anymore to like witness range of you know, different characters when it all just looks the same. Yeah. Even if it's superstitious. Uh, this this, this
2: yeah, exception being word, right? true grit. <laughs> Superficial. Superstitious? <laughs> I mean, it's superstitious. A... Ju-
1: it's all just bread and peanuts, Kyle. Bread and peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> that's going
0: to go down in history. Yeah, anyway. anyway, Jeff Bridges. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah. It was just Jeff Bridges. It was
2: Jeff Bridges. I and mean, he already went for Crazy Heart, which was a similar role. Jeff
1: Bridges is.
2: Jeff, Jeff Bridges, Bridges.
1: Yeah, pretty much yeah I have one argument even though I love Moonlight you know it but I have an argument here can somebody win Best Supporting Actor even though they're only in one third of a movie
2: absolutely a great example of that would be Judi Dench for Shakespeare in Love how do you have a this better example because I don't have a life <laughs> would be Anthony you see Hopkins
0: <laughs> in Silence of the Lambs he won Best Actor and he's in a solid like 14 minutes of that movie yeah if you sum up his total screen time in the film He's in there for like 14 minutes, wow. and he won best
2: actor. So, there's, and that's the controversy. So, yes, you can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> the, the, the the line between supporting and plain old regular actor and actress is. Mm-hmm in theory based on screen time but then people like viola davis who is the she's the only leading female in the movie right so yeah. why isn't she in the best actor actress category and so some people say well it's politics she's more likely to win in the best supporting than in the regular one or is it the quality of the role itself so you were saying it's a supporting role um mm-hmm. screen time
0: just pisses me off even hearing you say because it, it like it absolutely is politics like where are they going to get the least amount of people upset by you know know snubbing somebody you know putting them in a category where it'll be like more competitive for them and they might win and people be like oh well that would have been close you know and And
2: maher Ali was great i would have rather seen either um one of the two actors who played the young man nominated either the middle one or the oldest one were my favorites um but they chose this and okay michael
0: shannon nocturnal animals everything i've ever seen michael shannon in has been so crazy.
2: That's what I've heard of. He's like, the, the if he's in it, he's going to be a he
0: wild is, ride. He is such an interesting character actor.
1: Give me some examples. I have nothing. Nothing's coming to mind. Oh, right.
0: shit. He's in, he's in Iceman. He's in every movie by Jeff Nichols, I think. Oh, really? He's <laughs> been in. Uh, is he a
2: Simple Man or one of. Sim- <sighs>
0: God, he's, he's been in... So I'll show you a picture of him. He's already. that He'll character like, oh, actor. That We're guy. like, that guy, that guy. I can't think of anything my super here. popular he's been in, but... Uh,
2: um,
3: yeah.
0: so um Oh, I, I can't, can't think even, of something super put... popular he, he was in. He was in Zod in the first Superman, the reboot of Superman, oh, man. which was a tragedy to see him <laughs> in that movie because he is so much better than that, but I'm sure they paid him a lot. Okay, my <laughs> last one I'm going to highlight really quick right, because I didn't see most of these. I saw Zootopia... And I saw Kubo in the Two Strings of the best animated feature. But uh, Zootopia was great and was interesting. But I think that the best animated feature should always, always, always put a high emphasis on the animated part of your teacher. Exactly. I'm so sick of seeing a generic screenplay that can just get rewritten into cute animal form like Zootopia Mm -hmm. and just exist in that (laughs) world because it doesn't provide any interesting animated feature. It's just a run-of-the-mill movie disguised into something that you can put in a kid's brain. And oh, it's so brilliant, Kyle! Oh, Way fine. to go! I mean, and it's and it's <laughs> commonplace. Everything is like that. But when you see true <laughs> when you see true innovation in animation, I think that should always be highlighted. And Kubo and the Two Strings was in following uh, the studio Leica's uh, trend with box trolls and Paranorman and Coraline presented some of the most unique and wonderful stop motion mm-hmm. animation and some of the most brilliant stuff I've I've seen in the animated world on screen. So. I think that that should take home the award.
2: It was it was phenomenal. It, it was, was great,
0: but it'll probably be Moana.
2: I enjoyed Moana. I I do I do miss the days of the classic drawn animation. And some people do. Some people take issue with stop motion animation being in the animation category. They argue that it shouldn't be because it's kind of not animation. But fuck you. If you're not you you are you're not going to have stop motion animation, <laughs> then you shouldn't have CG stuff. I I think Moana probably will take it. I don't know. Zootopia is everyone loves Zootopia.
0: Somebody read off the fucking definition of animation right now so I can go nuclear. <laughs> I,
2: I, I agree that I agree that Kubo is the more deserving of the film.
0: Yay. All right. Oh, come
2: on. All the songs from Moana got stuck on your head and admit it. I didn't see
1: Moana. Oh. Yeah. The guy from Fight Hamilton. The, I the to guy see
2: from Moana. Hamilton does some of the songs. I know. They're uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda.
1: See the movie. Book the vacation.
2: <laughs> it's a princess who doesn't oh, have a prince. It's up. a relief.
1: Oh, wow. Disney
2: princess with no male protagonist. to
1: Go see I Am Not Your Negro. And, <laughs> and if you come out of that movie with the mentality that is the the co-host of Loud on the Set, you'd like, yeah, I won't watch another one of these fucking movies ever again. You hear that?
0: All you uh, five-year-old children out there. <laughs> Go and see I Am Not Your Negro.
2: God, Get on I'm James level. Actually, actually, you know. Kyle's
1: <laughs> God. <God's> killing it. <laughs> All right. Go ahead, Rachel. What?
2: Oh, I said we should educate our young people about. Yeah. yeah,
0: we should. Let's start with Moana and rapidly upgrade to I Am Not Your Negro.
1: Oh, it's easy, easy bridge, <laughs> bridge and pivot, <laughs> bridge and pivot. All right, take us home, Kyle. With that, <laughs> we are out of time. <laughs> yeah. So
0: again, a reminder: if you sat with us all the way through here, there is a competition. Mm-hmm. Send us your top five best picture, original screenplay, director, actress, actor. Send us who you think is going to win each of those categories in an email to loudontheset at gmail.com and if you get the most correct or if you tie and you win the raffle for the most death correct
2: Deathmatch
0: death match, then you will get a $25 gift card to the movie theater of your choice. It's like two movies. Yeah, it's like two movies or, or one movie with two people. <laughs> yeah,
2: <no. laughs> you, sh- you sure you got a partner? <laughs> What's he
1: doing? Oh, I'm eating by myself tonight. Aww, <laughs> I'm trying to coax her into saying something.
0: Loud on the set. <laughs> at gmail.com send it in thank you all so much for listening Glad on the set with Cal and James and today Rachel Woo-hoo. thank you for being here Rachel thanks for having me as always as thanks always. for talking Oscars go
2: see Contagion I'm in the background go somewhere <laughs> uh,
0: a lot of interesting stuff to chew on from our conversation here a lot of interesting movies that are present and uh, some great cultural conversation that will come from this so go see some of these movies talk to us who do you think is going to win send them in Win the competition, get your gift card. Again, loudontheset at gmail.com. Send them in. You're winners for those big top five. And you could get that gift card. Rachel, again, thank you for being here. (laughs) Everybody, go see some of the movies. Send us who you think is going to win. And have a wonderful
1: day. See you later. And cut.